and welcome to Miss Bossy Boots, keeping it real for women in business. My name is Stacey Morgan. I'm the Principal of Port Macquarie Performing Arts and joining me is my co-host Jane Hilton. Jane is the Managing Director of Dragonfly Marketing and the new host of a new podcast soon to be released. How to do market the how to do marketing show show. I love that we're calling it a show. I say we. I'm, it's not me. It's you. But it's, well, it is. It's a show. Jane's got her own show. It's a show. <laughs> yes, I liked the word show. I think I appropriated that from someone else. As as you can imagine, in planning out this podcast, I just severely stalked every other podcast that I liked and worked out the format that I liked and uh, the titles that I liked and, you know, basically just just made this big collection of all the things that I loved about all the other podcasts and, and put it into the format of mine. So the, the show came from somewhere, I'm not sure, but, yes, I like it too. It sounds very um, dramatic, doesn't it? Yes, I love it. It's very theatrical. Theatrical, yeah, right up your alley. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so, is that your favourite thing for this week, Jane? The the fact that you've launched into this podcast finally, or have you got something else in mind? Yeah, I would say not, not the actual, um, not my efforts around the podcast. What I love, and it's the same with this podcast as well. My favourite thing is having the ability to be curious and ask people questions and and like just I'm such a nosy person so I just you know when someone does something I want to know why you know like why do you do that why you and I feel like I can't you know just if I see someone using a particular technique on LinkedIn or Instagram, like I feel like I can't just kind of DM them straight away and go, why are you doing that? What's your strategy behind that? How you, you know, so instead I just get them on my podcast now and, yep. and ask them. And this week I have um, interviewed um, a, a fantastic woman by, um, by the name of Sophie Hansen on Instagram. And Stace, you will love it. And I, and I interviewed another lady called Lucy Bingle about LinkedIn and I interviewed Adam Franklin about email marketing. And all of them, all of these people, I like, I just could not get into their head enough. And the gold and the insight that came from that. So I find that incredibly energizing. The other favorite thing is I have um, joined business club with business chicks and it's um, a group of about, I don't know, 15, maybe 20 women. And we met for the first time yesterday via Zoom and we all introduced ourselves to each other. And again, like the energy that that session was so energizing. These women, like some of the the jobs and the businesses that they do, you know, obviously we were speaking a, a lot about, you know, how COVID's affecting our businesses and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, these women were unbelievable. So, again, I'm so looking forward to to getting to know them and, and, um, and you know, finding out as much as I can about them. And the best thing about that was um, Emma Isaacs and Olivia Ruello, Ruello were on the call. No way. So, Yes, I got to know them and meet them personally and um, that was amazing. Yeah, so yesterday I had the best day. That was my favourite thing. Gosh, 
<laughs> I got nothing then, Jay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you jealous. That is awesome. Oh, it was good. It was good. So I need to say you're exhausting because whilst I feel like I'm just drowning in homeschooling, and I know we've discussed this off air, and I know exactly what you're going to say to me, you are like a bull at a gate. You are doing so many new things. And like, yes. I didn't even know about this business club with business chicks. And yes. I'm just, just add that onto your list. And you've got new things launching <laughs> and the podcast recording and all the things. So I'm just watching you going, holy moly, Jane, go you. Well, do you know what? I, I feel like... Um, I was explaining this to someone last night. I feel like this has been a lightning bolt jolt from the universe and I don't know what's happened to me either. Like I, I honestly just feel like there has been this this lightning bolt that's come shooting down from the heavens above just going, all right, Hilsden, now's your time. You've been presented with this opportunity. You've got this opportunity to make this work, all that stuff, all that stuff that you've put off that you haven't done due to fear, due to, you know, excuses, due to lack of time, due to whatever, it's now or never. Like you don't have, there's no excuses now that you, this is this is your time to shine, this is your time to show up, um, so do it. <laughs> right. And, and like, yeah, homeschooling, um, but I'm very fortunate. I've got two girls who are very, very studious who who are very self-managed and then we've got Henry um, who has ADHD, but he's been doing really well. He's, he's actually kind of settled into it. Um, so that hasn't been as, as crazy as it, as it could be. Um, and, you know, certainly the first week was horrendous, but it's, it's settled now. So, and if anything, like I used to have to finish my day at three and be Uber driver for, for the next three hours. Um, but I don't have to at the moment or, and like even before school, like it was hectic when they had school and stuff on, like now it's just not hectic. So, um, so I do have that time and I feel like it's my duty not to, to waste that time. For me, like I get that that's not everybody and I, and I, you know, I just think everyone needs to get through this the way that they need to get through this yeah, and 100% and navigate their way through in the way that suits them. For me, this is what, you know, I'm, I'm absolutely convinced I have ADHD. I was never diagnosed as a, as a kid, but my, my, my child has been. And this is what happens when you have ADHD and you get locked into confinement. If you can't do it, you know what I mean? Like you either set some goals and achieve them or you, you know, drive yourself and everyone else mad. Well, I'm watching you. I'm watching you go. <laughs> it's impressive. Talk to me about your dance schools, though, because I loved that photo that you put up on Facebook, I don't know, sometime this week. It, all the days are blending into one. Talk to us about, about your online um, goodness. Well, it's really interesting because we, we launched, uh, like we got shut down because we're account, in a council building and mm. the next day we launched our online program because we had the foresight to the week before thinking of where things were going to immediately shift all of our 
content to online. So when it actually happened, we were able to go, don't worry, dance is still on, classes are here, off we go. And so that was um, really helpful, not just for the teachers, but for the, um, not, well, not just for the kids, but for the teachers as well, in that their routine didn't have to change a whole lot, but they were learning new skills in presenting in a new form. Because it's, you know, when you're teaching, especially dance, there's a lot, you get a lot of energy back from the kids in the room. You may be having yeah. a really crappy day, but then you, you turn up at the studio at three o'clock and the kids come running in. Hi, Miss Stacy, And you go, ah, oh, and that kind of yeah. energy pushes you along. Whereas on the, on, on Zoom, it's, it's there, but it's not the same. So it's also really difficult to give corrections to kids who are dancing in their backyard yes. or kids that are in their lounge room. Also, we're kind of, we're navigating that and, and how many times do you as a teacher demonstrate what you're doing as opposed to come closer to the screen and actually watch and give correction? Um, so we've okay, kind of manipulated yep. the way that we're teaching and so the teachers are, are learning to do that as well. I, I love the, the online recorded class format. It's, it's right up my alley because it's, it's, it's my show. It's, <laughs> it's my chance to, to shine. Stay. And the Simply Stacy show. It is. And I don't normally, uh, like the work I normally do in a classroom, the, t- the parents don't really see. I mean, you see me take the kids into the classroom and then you see them come out with big smiles on their faces. But I don't often get to show my skills in front of parents. But for a lot of the kids that are doing the classes, there's parents, you know, wandering around in the background making spaghetti bolognese. So it's... Um, it's another opportunity for me to connect with our community, um, which I'm finding really great. And we have had to kind of change the things that we're doing in in terms of one-on-one, whereas we would normally have a a half an hour or an hour face-to-face one-on-one class with our students. Instead, we're doing face-to-face on Zoom. If if someone's doing a half an hour class, we're doing 20 minutes of that face-to-face and then we let the child go off and practice for, you know, 24, 48 hours and then film the work that we, the, film the routine that we were working on and send it back to the teacher for, for feedback. And that's right. really helping the kids in terms of, you know, that 30 minutes they could, by the time they get to minute 21, they could be completely exhausted. But giving them the 48 hours to then go... And, you know, practice in the backyard or on the front driveway or wherever they are at home and, and refine the stuff that we've been talking about and then send it back. Yeah. We're finding it's really, really working. So um, stuff like that we're thinking of incorporating into our, you know, our offering when things go back to inverted commas yeah. normal. Um, yeah. In that if we have school holidays or if we have, you know, people are going away, um, we can, that is something that we can offer the, the online one-on-one. And, and yeah, so it's been a big learning curve, but it's, um, yeah, we're, we're flying along. And so, um, learnings so far, so you've, you've, I mean, that's quite a massive transition. I, I mean, I guess there's a lot of businesses out there who've moved their, you know, what was a bricks and mortar service delivery or product delivery to an online, um, forum, what have been your biggest lessons through this? I mean, you've said that some of this you'll actually continue on and I think there's a lot of businesses that will actually continue on with some, some great innovation that's happened. What have you learned so far? I think it's teaching on 
Zoom is a lot more exhausting, I think, and that's because you don't get all of that energy back to push you through to the next class. So a lot of the teachers yeah. have kind of done three or four lessons back to back and then you're texting in the Facebook group we have going, I'm so exhausted. <laughs> I've got yeah. three more lessons. Um, yeah. Because we didn't realise how much it would take, how much it was going to take out of out of us i love the fact that we can run classes all day because we don't we normally we're so restricted to three o'clock and afterwards for all of our lessons but during this whole shutdown we've been running classes at 10 o'clock in the morning and at lunchtime and in the afternoon and so that's that's been really nice but on a personal note i have um as a leader this whole experience has been a a bit of a nightmare uh, in terms of in terms of leading my team and I I don't know I I guess I've only really seen my leadership and how and assessed my leadership in terms of when things are going really well because I've never been in a situation where I've had to cancel classes uh, with the exception of the bushfires or um, where my business has come to a grinding halt out out of my control um and so there's been a lot of decision-making and a lot of communication with my team that's been based around that, that I haven't handled particularly well. Um, I have, I have of course come from the best place possible and, and doing my very best. It's not like I've just half-assed it. Um, mm. But in, uh, you know, we, we sat down as a, a staff group at staff retreat at the beginning of this year and went through everybody's different um, disc profiles and personality styles and how they like to learn, how they like to do this and blah, blah, blah. But when it came to the fact that the business was closing down and um, those of those people on my team who weren't full-time having to explore other options, mm. I, was, I was very blanket. I was very, this is, these are your options. This is what's going on. You've got this choice. You've got this choice. You've got this choice. Um, and then I essentially rang everybody and said exactly the same thing. This is, these are your options. Have a look at this, have a look at this, have a look at this. What do you need from me? And yep. doing that in a very, um, D, D fashion, in a very D fashion of which I'm, I don't have a lot of D, but in, in this particular crisis situation, I moved, like I really yep. lent into my D. Yeah. Um, I got a lot of backlash yep. and, um, and that doesn't sit well with me because, normally I'm very proud of the leader that I am and I'm very happy and very accommodating and very um, positive. And so not only was I dealing with this massive like loss, and when I say loss, I mean like in, in my heart of I've spent 10 years building up my business and building up this great team. And in the matter of 24 hours, it was all just like the, the business that I knew didn't exist anymore for now. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not being yeah, yeah. all yeah. broken, yeah. grown. Um, but I was dealing with all of that emotion. Plus I was in quarantine at the time. So I hadn't seen my kids. I wasn't well. Um, I tested negative. you know but I wasn't well and I was in quarantine so I was away from the family and so there was all that emotional stuff going on and then there was all of this and my business was falling apart and and then and then that on top I I yeah I I had a tantrum essentially well and and I 
I think that's <laughs> understandable. I attended a Business Chicks live event on Wednesday and I'd never heard Peter Baines talk. Peter Baines is the founder of the charity Hands Across the Water. And he was, he led a team, I think, um, into Thailand just after the tsunami. Wow. So he, and he worked on other, you know, international um, crises as, as well. But he had, his, his presentation was essentially about leadership through a crisis and, you know, effective leadership through a crisis. He was amazing. I mean, not only did he present beautifully with, with loads of stories that were very um, emotional, <laughs> emotionally um, moving, but one of the points that I took away from that is a leader, a good leader has to be able to make decisions and a good leader has to be able to live with the outcome of those decisions. And he tells this, uh, it's a heart-wrenching story of um, a grandfather who, um, a grandfather and a grandchild um, from the, from the um, Thai tsunami. And he, he tells this story. He's got the photo up on the screen of this gorgeous little um, Thai boy and he said, you know, this is, this is a, a little kid who essentially had to run, race for his life. So he tells the story about how him and his grandfather, you know, were holding hands and running, essentially running from a 10-metre wall of water. And, you know, obviously to escape this 10-metre wall of water, they had to, you know, climb over probably, you know, much debris and cement walls and all the rest. But anyway, they ended up getting to a tree and they, and they climbed up the tree. And while they were battered and bruised, they were still safe. But he said they didn't actually, once they got to the top of the tree, it wasn't like it was all, you know, celebrations and, and, and relief because he said the grandfather had actually started that run with a child in both hands. He had both his grandkids. Oh, God. And to get, to, he knew that for if he didn't survive, then neither of the children, no one would survive. So he had to make the choice as to which grandchild he put up the tree and which grandchild he essentially let go. And the grandfather and the, and the grandchild are still alive today, but unfortunately the other one was lost. And, I mean, you can imagine the whole, everyone was just in tears. Yeah. But the demonstration of that leadership and, and not only the decision in that leadership but living with the outcome of that decision. And he said, you know, that's what good leaders do. They make difficult decisions and they have to act on those decisions and then they have to live with the outcome. That's why you're in a position of leadership. So I think in, in that respect, you know, I think that's what a lot of business leaders have done in this situation. It's not something that they want to do. It's not, it's not a nice process to go through. And whether you champion your DCS bloody I, you know, you're just getting through this situation as best as you can and making decisions as best as you can. And if those decisions are coming from a place of good intent, then people will forgive you. You know what I mean? Like mm. they know that 
for your business to survive and for them to have a job, you know, at the end of this, this is what business leaders are doing. They're trying to ensure that their business is around in six yep. months' time. Yep. That's what, that's the end goal. This is where the leaders have to go, okay, I know that there's going to be some painful short-term decisions here, but if I want a business in six months' time, these are the decisions that we have to, to make. And I think, you know, when people are saying we'll all be stronger and we'll all be, you know, so much better off when we come out of this, I truly believe that that, that is the case because, to have to have made those those decisions and and you know kind of been the steward of of your business and your leadership through through a time like this, that's that's where you know as you said true leadership shows up. You know that leadership in in the good times is is easy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, now I realise that. Like I yeah. really thought that I had had my fair share of ups and downs, but there's never been a down like this. And this is just, yeah, it's really tested me. Yeah. And I, and I think in a way, like this sounds, um, I don't want this to come across the wrong way, but in a way it's comforting knowing that there's other people going through this at the same time so that you've got that community of, yeah, you know what I mean? 100%. Am I doing this right? And, and you know, you and I have the, the mastermind group that we're a part of and that group, like over the last three weeks, I just feel like we've become so much closer because we've been able to, you know, every day we've been every in touch. Day. We've been, we've been yeah. asking questions and sharing, you know, um, our emotions, you know, and, and, you know, sharing jokes and memes and, you know, it's just been such a great, um, uh, I guess, community of, of, of friends, um, but also business leaders across such a, you know, broad range of, of, of businesses to be able to tap into and go, I'm not alone in this. You know, this is, yeah. these people have my back. I know I, this is a trusted space where I can just get in here and have a big rant or, you know, be proud of myself or, you know, <laughs> berate myself. Or reach out, yeah. Or I, reach a lot out. Of- a lot of my communications that I've put out during this time, I've run by the mastermind yeah. people so that I, I know that what I'm putting out there is not just full of emotion. You yes. know what I mean? Like it, there's a, there's a lot of different personality styles in our group and, and it's important to me that I don't just go, Oh my God, can you believe this? Ah. <laughs> and that it's, you know, that it's professional and it's structured and it's all, it's also authentic. Um, mm. and that's been, that's been really helpful as well. And I think sometimes we need that D kind of personality, which is, which is a bit no nonsense. And, um, here's the situation for clarity. Do you know what I mean? There is no, in this situation, there is no room for ambiguity. Yeah. So if you're being effusive or if you're being, you know, overly emotional or if you're being, you know, I mean, empathy is obviously something that we all need to practice, but if, if you're being too any of that, there's room for ambiguity. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the, this, is, this is where push comes to shove. It's almost like, you know, the parent in you comes out to, and, the, you know, you know when you, you've got to get your kids into line, you know, it's yeah. very clear and it's stern and it's this is what we're going to do. And, and whilst empathetic and we love you, 
we're doing this for good so that you dr- grow up to be good people god damn it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it is assuring that like reassuring for me that it's not just me because i was thinking about how i would handle this particular situation if it was just my business and if it was that i'd had you know maybe i've made a, a terrible um financial decision or perhaps you know we opened the doors one year and nobody turned up or um, we did a really terrible concert. I don't know. I was thinking of all of the worst case scenarios as to why I'd be in this situation if it wasn't for a global situation. And and then I could feel like and in those kind of situations, yes, I could have all of that feeling that I've really let everybody down. But when I was kind of dwelling in that I've let everybody down thing, it was like kind of, you know, flicking on the news and going, well, actually, no, we're everybody. all here. <laughs> all living it and I really feel for our um like just so many friends in the community because everybody's just there's so much unknownness and for so many people and myself included I like to have a plan I like to know where Mm. I'm going and when it's going to end and what's and that unknownness as a collective I think is really really starting to get to people so um, Mm. I'm I worry about that I have found that What's been helpful for me there is just to go, okay, I'm going to take the the worst case scenario of six months and plan for that. So when I did my kind of little revenue forecast and worked out, because obviously I just employed, you know, Ellie full time um, and I did lose a few clients. Um, well, I put, put, put them on ice, put them on until, you know, their businesses reopen. But but there's, you know, a, a good portion of clients that that are, that are still retained. Um, but I kind of went, do you know what, for six months I might just basically conclude that I'll get no more new revenue in. Um, so I just need to exist on on the, the revenue that I have coming in at the moment and assume that that's, that's not going anywhere, you know, fingers crossed get all the terms of agreements up to date, get all the housekeeping done around that. And once that was done and I spoke to Ellie about going part-time, which she was fabulous about, um, I just went, okay, this is the next six months for me. So I'm just going to assume no new revenue um, and, you know, this is my baseline monthly turnover. I can afford it, Elliot, part-time. I'm going to go part-time uh, on a part-time um, income as well, reduce my salary to part-time. Not that you're going part-time with anything. No, no, double, <laughs> double the work time. Yeah. Um, but I thought, okay, I can, I can survive that. And then anything on top of that is a bonus. And, you know, this week I did sell some stuff and I, and I was able to, to, to bring in some more revenue this, this week. And I know I'll bring in more revenue over the next six months because I know I'm showing up hard and I know I'm, you know, prepared to do the work. So I know I will, but I haven't planned to. Yeah. And the other thing is, is if if this is not six months and if it's three months, well, happy days again. Do you know what I mean? Like it, it's, yeah. but I've, I've planned out for worst case scenario six months and, and that Business Chicks live event. The first guy was Mark Manson from the, the, the guy that wrote oh, the, the, the orange, Subtle Art. Yeah, that very orange book. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he said the same thing. He said, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm struggling because he's in New York. So there was a few people that were Ooh. in New York and, like, that's, like, serious epicentre. Yeah. But they're not even leaving their apartment. And can you imagine, like, they're in apartments. 
but you can't yep. even go for runs or walk. Like it is like super, locked super down. locked down. Yeah. And yet he was he he was talking about the psychology of having structure and certainty and routine. Um, and even if you're just having to put a plan in place, you know, for the sake of having a plan in place and 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 working towards that that um, kind of end date or whatever is, you know, might be what you need just to be able to kind of get through each day. So, you know, it's because people need a purpose. Yeah. Yeah. My purpose is getting through till 1.30 when I can put the wiggles on. <laughs> yeah. And then have some peace and quiet. <laughs> oh, gosh. 1.30 till 3. Though my new hero, Glennon Doyle, um, if you're not following Glennon on Instagram, please do. Uh, she did a great post the other day about how TV time should be out the window in this particular situation. Yeah. yeah. Because it's not uh, the last thing your kids need, need is the mum guilt that you're carrying around about mm-hmm. screen time for the kids. Their kids need parents to be, you know, feeling great in this particular period of time. Otherwise they're not going to feel great. So get yeah. rid of the mummy guilt and turn the TV on when you like. And she said, yeah. and if you are feeling guilty about that, then go back in and turn the closed captions on and they're reading. <laughs> and I was like, Hmm, good. Two of mine can't read, but <laughs> they will be, still, it's a great be reading idea. by the end of this because they would have taught themselves on the, yeah. on the captions of the TV. Fruit salad. Yummy, yummy, yummy. yummy. <laughs> oh, my God, that is so funny. And and that's it. I think we can't judge ourselves in this situation. That's easy to say, but we do. Yeah. We, we are going to. But, again, it's just if, if we all know that other people are out there also letting their kids play the Xbox or get on the TV or yeah. whatever they're doing on their, their, their devices, you know. And it doesn't whatever. have to be forever. It's just now in this particular situation. But the reason I bring up Glennon Doyle is because you didn't let me have my favourite thing for today, Jane. You skipped oh. So I'm going to say it exactly now. And it's the thing that's actually saving me in this crisis situation. It's Brene Brown's new podcast, Unlocking Us. Ah, it okay. It is phenomenal. Okay, it's right. So didn't even know she had one. Yep. Okay. So it only launched a couple of weeks ago. And uh, Glennon Doyle is her second guest guest right and I listened to this podcast of Brene and Glennon and I was like I listened to it three times in a row I just had my jaw on the floor because so much of what she said made sense and then my gorgeous friend Kai who's in Japan at the moment rang me like three hours later completely unplanned yeah and he said I am reading this book that you is going to rock your world and I said oh oh I've got a book to tell you about too. I haven't read it, but I just listened to a podcast. What's yours? And he said, Untamed by Glennon Doyle. And I went, oh. that's what I was going to tell you about. So he's been reading it and he says it's fantastic. Um, this podcast was amazing. I'm now following her on Instagram. I went into Bookface yesterday and said, do you have Untamed? Because I was there, I was getting um, Baker's Delight. And so I walked in and said, do you have Untamed by Glennon Doyle because I've ordered it online, but it's just taking so long. And she said, oh, no, I've run out. They've all gone. Oh, right. Hotcakes. It's selling like hotcakes. Okay. I'm just following her now. I must say I do love her book cover, all those colours. That's amazing. 
Righto, I'm on it. We're on it. Thanks Untamed. Yeah. There we go. I cannot wait. I've never recommended a book before. I've read it before. <laughs> but oh, I know okay. it's going to be great. I'm just waiting day by day for my delivery to arrive so I can get stuck into it during this oh, time. Look, I've got about six books um, or I've got three on the go. And What's um, on the go right now just for, out of interest? Um, so people still... who are listening in their car or listening in their lounge room will be thinking. Okay, so I took your <laughs> advice and started Chillpreneur by um, Denise Duffield Thomas, is it? Yep. Um, so I've started that. I'm only a couple of chapters in. I'm still working my way through um, Good to Great by Jim Collins. Yeah, me too. Um, I haven't finished it yet. And Because that's like, I must say, I kind of got through the first couple of um the first three kind of sections really quickly and now I'm, um, I don't know, it must be a boring section because I'm struggling to get through that one. But then I've also got a um, one on the podcast. I've got a couple on the podcast, um, on Audible at the moment, one that I'm listening to with Henry called Faster Than Normal. It's by a guy with ADHD um, and that's, that's Henry's finding that really helpful to listen to as well. Um, and the other one is a book on marketing leadership, and I can't remember the name of it, but um, it's like the 12 principles of, of marketing leadership, which I'm finding really fascinating as well. But then after our um, interview with Nina, I went and bought Atomic Habits and Free to Focus. So they're there. And I also did buy the Lisa Messenger book, the, um, the which one? Work From Anywhere. Yes. Yep. But I must say, I, I don't know whether I'd call that a book. <laughs> I, I think that's more of a dip into, like it's a, you know, in true Lisa style, it's a beautifully composed, quite artistic visual journey. You can dip in and out of it. I don't know whether it's because I, I've worked from home for so long anyway that I feel like I'm across all of this. Yeah. Or um, whether it's just... Um, just there's not a lot of substance I don't think to it like I wouldn't recommend it yeah but I also think it's not pitched to you it's pitched to people who are in a corporate office that are you're right yeah break out of the cubicle whereas you, you run your own life <laughs> I, I did that 17 years ago or 15 yeah. years ago so you're absolutely right for it's it's not for me so I found it it, it but I bought it as well because it's beautiful and I yeah through it yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, you can just pick it up and dip into it and that yeah. sort of stuff. But I guess my head's in just I want to learn and learn more and lean oh, in. Oh, really, Jane? Learn stuff. Really? And yes. So, so for me, I was like, oh, a bit frivolous for my liking. But, um, yeah, anyway. Nice. Well, we've topped and tailed this episode with our favourite things. So I hope whatever you're up to, you're having time to enjoy some of your favourite things. Please hit us up on the Miss Bossy Boots Facebook group. Miss Bossy Boots podcast, um, just search for the group. You come and like the page if you like, but if you just search for the, for the group and come and join, you just need to um, request to join and we'll let you in and you can join all the fabulous conversation in there. We'll let you in. <laughs> if you're enjoying Miss Bossy Boots, please screenshot uh, this on your phone that you're listening to. And um, tag us on Instagram because we would love to see that you're listening and would love even more if you've got any takeaways from this episode. So thank you for listening. Bye.
You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 